welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Our guest this week is Frank Yosa. He is the founder of Ketone Aid, which is a ketone ester company. We talk all about the benefits of the ketogenic diet, all about how it can improve your uh, your, your mental acuity, your immune system. We talk about it relative to COVID and also how to and how not to use supplementation, supplements in order to get the most out of the ketogenic diet. If you've been considering the keto diet or if you have different reasons for maybe wanting to try it, this is something that you really need to, to listen to. All that's coming up in a minute, plus a couple of real fast intelligence for your life bits that you can take with you, that you can, uh, intelligence to go, so to speak. But before we do that, uh, here is a quick word from our sponsors, including Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans. Thank you so much to our sponsors for making today possible. Uh, also, just special shout out to Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans for being a part of today. Here we go. Two quick things, two quick bits of intelligence you can use with your friends. People are getting creative when it comes to keeping physically distant from strangers. According to the Wall Street Journal, I cannot wait to do this. Some people are wearing full body dinosaur costumes when they are out in public. Some are wearing hoop skirts that extend six feet in diameter. Others are wearing old-fashioned masks with elongated bird beaks, like the same kind that people wore, the plague doctors wore in the 1700s. The long beak can actually be packed with sweet smells like dried flowers, herbs, and spices, just like the plague doctors. Some people are wearing hats with pool noodles attached to keep people at a safe distance, and some are attaching shower curtains to their hats and drawing the curtain closed when other people are too close. Hey, whatever it takes, man, let's just slow the spread. I pretend to be crazy and talk to myself. Nobody wants to be near me when I do that. So there are some quick little uh, things you can do to help with social distancing that other people are doing. Here's something else that's being done, a creative idea for live music concerts. I have not been on the road in... I want to say eight months. I mean, it's been that long, maybe maybe a little bit less, but I have not been in front of people like that in, in a very long time. Some hotels are creating something called vertical concerts. I got to do this. Where ho- a hotel hosts a concert and people book rooms and watch the show from their balconies, their private balconies. The live performers set up in a courtyard, parking lot, somewhere on resort grounds, wherever, whatever outdoor area the balconies are facing. That's where they set up. That way, the concert goers are physically separated, and they have a safe, comfortable space to enjoy the performance. I love this. I wish all concerts were like this. Hotels in the Ukraine are already doing this, and hotel guests can order food and drinks from room service while they enjoy the show. Oh my! I, like this is the best concert experience ever. So don't you don't pay for the concert; you just pay for the hotel room, and the concert is included, which obviously makes sense. It's a win for the hotel, the performer, and the guests. This is what I want everything to be like from now on. That sounds fantastic. Okay. That's enough intelligence. That's enough advertisers. Here we go with Frank Yosa talking about about the ketogenic diet. Frank Yosa, friend of the show, and I get to say friend of the show because you've been on the show before. This is your second appearance. And we talk even when we don't have an interview. So you are a friend of the show. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about ketones. You, uh, you've got into ketones. Uh, we talked about this on the last interview, but you got into ketones. You make, you make a product called Ketone Aid, which is literally the only ketone ester product and we'll talk about what that means in a second that i've ever been able to stomach (laughs) without uh without wanting to vomit immediately in fact there are stories about some other keto self-experimenters who got like ten thousand dollars worth of ketones uh, esters back in the day and 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 actually did throw it up and had to try to figure out how to get a peck in there i mean it's it it gets it gets pretty nasty that that stuff but these are actually palatable but i wanted to talk to you about this because you are, you know, you're big into the performance side of ket- of ketosis, and I feel like keto- the ketogenic diet in particular is getting a lot of attention right now as a fat loss tool. Um, and while it is good for that, you know, that uh, long term uh, ketosis is really about other stuff. So, so let's start with why you think it's a problem that so many people are, are emphasizing the fat loss nature of ketosis lately. Well, the fat not the fat loss portion of the ketogenic diet is fine, but it's a little bit different when people are trying to use exogenous ketones when they, when they drink ketones and try to bypass this uh, process that happens naturally when you're on a ketogenic diet, and then they expect the same results. So I am a fan of the ketogenic diet for weight loss long-term as well. I've been vegan keto myself for four or five years. I don't do it necessarily for weight loss, more for you know, mental uh, benefits, but the ketogenic diet, I think actually is a great you know, solution for people. As long as they don't see it as a diet though, I actually don't like the word diet. 
It should instead be a lifestyle. And you know it's a diet when someone says that they're starting on Monday. So none of that stuff. <laughs> you have to make a commitment. You really have to make a commitment to it. You really need to get a blood ketone meter because most people do it wrong. Um, and a lot of people that say, oh, it just wasn't right for my body. It wasn't right for me. They just did it wrong. I mean, if a couple mistakes and you're eating too much protein that turns into carbs, so that doesn't work. Or you don't take enough salt intake and your body goes into this keto flu stage and you think that it's just, just this isn't good for my body. No, no, no. It's mm-hmm. just, you did it wrong. You didn't, you didn't load up on salt. So I'm a fan of that, but I'm not a fan of exogenous ketones for long-term weight loss. And a lot of the competing companies, some multi-level marketing companies trying to, you know, have your friends selling your friends on, on losing weight, taking this drink. And I think it's a bunch of hooey. Uh, so, so let's go back to what you, you talked about exogenous versus endogenous ketones, uh, or you said exogenous ketosis, but let's talk about the yeah. difference between the fat loss part of keto, the, the ketogenic diet, which is kind of, which was what draws a lot of people to it. Right. And for those real quick primer for everybody listening, the ketogenic diet is a high fat diet, uh, low carb that basically trains your body to use, uh, ketones for fuel instead of the usual blood glucose, right? So your your whole body begins to begins to use a different fuel source. And it's actually the fuel source that comes from burning the fat in your body. Um that, exactly. that that's yeah. that's where it comes naturally. But then you can take these external ketones, uh exogenous ketones that you ingest and that's what you make. You make a product called ketone A that is exogenous ketone ester, which is the purest form of uh uh of ketones that you can put in your body from outside. Um, but there's, but let's first make, make a distinction between what, what endogenous ketosis and exogenous ketosis is. Yeah. So I think you nailed it. Endogenous is, you know, your, your body can only run on two fuel sources, glucose and ketones. But in order to experience the ketones, you have to do multi-day fasting or a super high fat, 80% fat, like mind boggling, 80% fat, 15% protein, which, People mess up and they hear uh, low carbs and they do high protein. It's got to be moderately low protein and then super low carbs. So you're starving your body, not of food in general, but starving your body of glucose. And then your body says, oh, well, I, I better look for this other energy source, this emergency fuel source, and that's ketones. And it does so by going to your fat reserves and start burning your fat to make beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is considered one of the ketones. And that's what fuels your brain and your body. People don't feel hungry um, and they eat less calories and burning fat and eating less calories is a great recipe. Now, people like the ketogenic diet also because the first few days they lose uh, a few pounds really, really fast. But it's kind of misleading because a lot of that is water weight. Right. So right when you start a ketogenic diet, you know, they say every molecule of glucose in your body is attached to a molecule of water. Well, you stop eating glucose or start fasting, massive amounts of water start you know, coming out of your system, pounds and pounds of it. So people think that they're losing weight, and when they say weight loss, they're, they're, they want it to be fat loss, right. but it's really just water weight. So there's a, an initial you know, euphoria of fast weight loss, and then, you know, then it's, it slows down. But you know, people will do this for multiple months, multiple years, and see you know, hundreds of pounds of of, of change. And, and the key is that they're not hungry. So it's not a starvation deprivation diet. So you just don't have those cravings a- anymore after a while. So that's the endogenous method, right? So that's, that's something that I've right. noticed when I've been in deep ketosis is that my relationship to food changes significantly because I, to your point, you're not having the, the blood sugar spikes and crashes. So normally you eat, you eat food, your blood sugar, uh, go, you, your your body digests it. Your blood sugar goes up, and that blood sugar begins to uh, erode over time. Your body uses it, and then it's t- you get hungry and you need to eat again. And in every single one of those moments is a food decision. And for people in modern society, we have so much food just within inches of us all the time. Making good food choices means that you have to make constant decisions, and that's that becomes really hard for a lot of people. Um, and that's where the the weight loss benefits of of ketos of of the ketogenic diet come in is that you you stop having to make those constant food decisions because your body isn't craving food in the same way. One of the things I heard was uh, the leanest athlete 
has more uh, energy in uh, in in the form of fat reserves than than uh, anybody does in carb energy reserves, which is uh, in the form of uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the name of glycogen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this exogenously consumed ketones is, is what we sell. It's an external energy source that puts your body into what I call exogenous ketosis. And you can test your blood ketones and see that your blood ketones went from, let's say, zero or maybe 0.3 after an overnight fast. And it can jump them to 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, you know, depends on how much you want to take. There are some diminishing returns at maybe five or six millimolars. But when the consumer hears that you're drinking and drinking, you're in ketosis, which is what the competitors advertise, the other companies that sell ketone salts, an inferior product, they advertise that you're in ketosis. And what the consumer hears is, oh, you're in fat burning mode. But it's just so misleading because you're actually skipping that step. It's, it's ketones in your blood, not ketones because of fat burning. And it goes back to some scientific papers that referred to drinking ketones as quote unquote nutritional ketosis. So then they're kind of citing those papers and say, well, that's what they're calling it. So we'll call it nutritional ketosis. But you ask any consumer that hears that phrase and they're thinking fat burning, but the company isn't going to, you know, except for us, isn't going to, you know, clarify what that means that you're, you're skipping that fat burning process. So, um, but so our drink mo focuses more on athletic performance, having there. a, second fuel source, having this you know different fuel source. It doesn't create any lactic acid. So ketones out of the fuel source cannot create lactic acid. So if you're an athlete that's you know using a bunch of glucose and your legs feel you know super wobbly at the end of a race, a lot of that is lactic acid. Well ketones create zero lactic acid. So it's the drink that's being used in the Tour de France um, for the last few years and uh, more recently last year the team started to emit using ketone esters now probably 75% of the teams use it and probably 75% of the members of each of those teams use it. And the Tour de France is usually the showcase for anything new and improved. They, they're always ahead of the curve, but eventually it'll uh, be sometimes, as common. Sometimes too as far ahead of the curve. Sometimes too far yeah, ahead of the curve yeah. in terms of, of what they're willing to do to their bodies. Uh, they, yeah. And there, there was some debate whether it should be illegal because it works so well. There's a debate whether it should be legal or not. And, and my comeback to that is, they don't, WADA doesn't ban things that work. They ban, ban things that are harmful. So if beet juice was proven to work, you're not going to be like banning beet juice. So there's a distinction there that sometimes gets lost on people. So that's important. That's important, right? So there, beyond the, beyond the fat loss, which is drawing a lot of people to the, the ketogenic diet, you have, you have this performance element and to, and, and, and that's really important to, to underscore, right? This idea that that you're not going to get lactic acid. And I've experienced, I've run a marathon in ketosis and it was a very different experience than running it um, while carbo loading. Uh, I, I have, I have enjoyed performance in ketosis much more than I have with, with other, with other supplements. So I, I can absolutely appreciate that, but let's talk a little bit more about that. Cause it, it you mentioned earlier that you take, you take your exogenous ketones, uh, you enjoy it for mental acuity as well. Yeah, so we also have people that use it that are you know, students studying for LSAT or trying to get rid of Ritalin or other drugs that are more stimulants. This isn't a stimulant. It's more of a, a calm, focused energy, and people say that it's hard to explain. It's not like caffeine, um, but it gives you a, a mental clarity and, and sometimes even more creativity. And different people will experience a different uh, benefit from it, and the concept is called brain energy gap. Steve Kunane in, in Canada was researching Alzheimer's patients and talking about how these patients have a brain energy gap that's quite large. It can be 20, 30% of their brain cannot be fueled sufficiently by the glucose. So it's just sitting there starving. So even healthy people over the age of 30 will have some sort of brain energy gap, usually you know anywhere between 5 and 10%. And if they drink the ketone esters, they will head toward 100%. But the closer you already are to 100%, the less you're going to feel the drink. So some people feel it when they take a tiny amount, and some people you know, will feel nothing because it's not a stimulant. It doesn't overclock. It doesn't 
you know, stimulate the brain. It just fuels it naturally by by, by bypassing uh, the normal channel of fueling the brain through glucose. It just bypasses that and it's a, a separate funnel fueling the brain. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, I, I, having experienced it and actually I just, I'm having some ketone esters literally as we're, before we started talking, having experienced it, like it, it really is, like you said, it, it doesn't overdrive your brain. It doesn't give you that, uh, what's the, you know, when you have, when you have that extra cup of coffee that you probably shouldn't have had and you're just, you, you're talking yeah, a mile jittery. a minute and you're all jittery, but you feel wired. It's it, for me, I get the feeling of being wired without, the jitteriness without the uh, without the uneven uh, uh, energy level in my brain, so I'm able to I'm able to focus. I'm able to to shift from one task to another very easily. I'm able to identify priorities very quickly. Like all of that that higher function that uh, that humans are sort of are exceptional at or are meant to be exceptional at really comes back into play. Uh, and now my question to you is, can you get that same feeling with endogenous ketosis or does you, do you have to have uh, an exogenous source of ketones for that feeling? No, absolutely. So many people who do multi-day fasting get this mental clarity that they you know, have never experienced before. And that is that's very similar to the drink. So you know, we've even told people that are you know considering doing, doing the ketogenic diet, but it takes them two weeks and they're like, well, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. It's a big commitment and you've got to get through this keto flu. You know, one option is to tr- try the ketone ester drink once. If you feel if and take it on an empty stomach and if you feel the mental benefits of it, great. Then don't take the drink ever again and go do the freaking diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, that is one way to kind of, you know, put your toe in the water to this world of ketosis is just to take the exogenous ketone ester and see how it feels. Now, combining the two of them have, you know, other benefits, you know, as well. So many, probably 80% of our customers are currently already in ketosis or they do multi-day fasting or, or one meal a day type uh, eating. But the drink was designed for non-keto people because the scientists thought that most people wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be willing to, to change their eating habits and you know stop eating at McDonald's. So number one priority should be to, to eat better. I mean, that really should be the first line of attack. Um, and then if, you add ketone esters after that, that can you know take you to another level. Yeah. So the, let me ask you this, because I, I feel like when I first started doing the ketogenic diet, one of the side one of the side effects of it was the fact that there was there was nobody really doing it. I, I got we had been talking to some doctors and they were recommending it for for a variety of reasons, and uh, so I started doing it. But there were no foods that were designed for the ketogenic diet. In other words. There was no snack packs. There was no. There were no processed foods that that had uh, uh, keto the keto macros, right? With the macronutrient levels mm-hmm. that are designed for the ketogenic diet. So it's really easy to lose weight when you can't have processed foods, even if you don't do the ketogenic diet. Like you will see, if you stop eating chips and you stop eating bars and you stop eating uh, fast food, like the weight just kind of goes away pretty quickly for most of us uh, right away. So how much of that is, is ketosis and how much of that is the fact, like now that there are more keto products available beyond just your, right. your product, there's, there's, there's keto bars and, and everybody has jumped on the keto bandwagon. For all those people, uh, are, are they going to see the same effects? Because there is now keto processed food. Right. Brilliant question. Brilliant question. So, so many things there. So I've, I've said previously, you know, what's, what's the difference between uh, a vegan diet and a carnivore diet, carnivore eating all meat and mm-hmm. vegan, you know, raw vegan eating, you know, just raw vegan food. You know, both people claim that they're losing weight. But, but the difference with the comparison is that they're both not eating garbage. They're not eating processed food. Right. And like that's, you know, that's really what's important is, is what you're not eating. And right. yeah, one benefit of the ketogenic diet does include not eating stuff. If you remove one third of the things you can eat, that will help anyone. Right. I met one guy who does the watermelon diet. All he eats is watermelon. Watermelon's fruit, the opposite of the ketogenic diet. And he's losing weight on it. But, you know, because he's not eating all this other stuff and he's eating less calories. So yes, absolutely. You know, cutting out things from your diet will let you have you lose weight but it only this is the problem with diets it doesn't work forever 
because you start finding those shortcuts. You start finding those processed keto foods. You start mm-hmm. finding those. Well, you know, the ketogenic diet, I think you can do for long term. But yeah, if you start eating junk, ketogenic junk food, then it, it's all going to it's all going to backfire. So you really have to try to change the lifestyle and every single thing that you put in your mouth, ask yourself, you know, is this going to be good for my body? Yeah. And, you know, going out to restaurants, I only order from if I eat at all. So often I'll skip. I'm the weird looking one. And or I'll bring some coconut oil with me and I'll order from the side menu, some steamed broccoli, steamed peas and or steamed beans or something and make my own little side plate and pour some oil on it and call it a day. And there can't be cheat days. There can't be, oh, this is a special occasion because those special occasions end up being, you know, once a month and then suddenly once a week. And then every other day, there's just something, you know, luring you to this junk food. So yeah, it absolutely is about, you know, eating less junk food and yeah, you can do the ketogenic diet wrong. You can lose, you can gain weight on a ketogenic diet. I actually did a video on my YouTube site on how to gain weight on a ketogenic diet because for certain applications, people want to be keto, but they don't want to lose more weight because mm-hmm. they're already too skinny. So you absolutely can you know, gain weight on a ketogenic diet. So you have to be responsible. Yeah, there's a lot more processed foods that are ketogenic right now, but you can still, I mean, I eat a lot of nuts. Uh, peely nuts are one of my favorite things, super expensive, but I buy them by the pounds. Uh, peely nuts are the highest fat nut. Um, a buddy of mine was on Shark Tank with his, with his peely nuts. So I love the nuts. And like I said, I'm vegan keto. So I have even less things that I can eat. Lots of avocados, but I do, I do smoothies, a lot of greens. What what are you eating? You just, it's just got to be green leafy vegetables with oil and berries and, and avocados. (laughs) Well, I don't do berries. I don't, I think all fruit is the devil when it comes to the ketogenic diet. Like if you have no problems with glucose then great, go have your apple and orange, but even berries, uh, one lady couldn't get into the ketogenic, couldn't get her blood ketones high enough for two or three weeks. And we asked her what she was eating. And in that list was berries. And, you know, I said, Hey, this is why. And she got all matched. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Here's a website that said berries are ketogenic. It's like, yeah, if you're already in ketosis for three or four months, having no problems, your blood ketones are cranking. Great. Have a couple berries, but otherwise people see that list and what they do, they eat a lot of berries and it still has sugar in it. So I do a lot of nuts. I do do tofu, tempeh, um, lots of avocados smoothies um yeah but my my eating habits are are limited i don't think i'm more healthy than a carnivore person a carnivore person can be super healthy but can also be you know super uh eat a bunch of junk food and one of my even cheese like i i don't know how you avoid cheese one of my one of the joys of the ketogenic diet is how much cheese and bacon you can eat well, the bacon, yeah. When I hear a professional athlete talk about ketogenic diet being healthy and he literally eats bacon and eggs you know, every single day, massive amounts of bacon, I'm just like, that just, you know, I said to him, you know that that can't be healthy, right? Well, so, <laughs> so you know. it's, important, it's important to notice, to note, bacon is a, unless you're getting the, the, the sugar-cured bacon, right? You got to get the, the salt-cured bacon. So bacon is absolutely, in terms of its macronutrients, within the realm of ketosis within the realm of the ketogenic diet it will yep. not kick you out of ketosis however it's still a cured meat and there are other health consequences beyond the ketogenic diet that are associated with cured meat so that's an important thing if you're considering doing this yes you can lose weight by eating bacon you can increase the kind of performance that we're talking about by eating uh foods like bacon but you are still <laughs> you're st- there are other there are other factors aside from just losing weight and thinking well <laughs> Exactly. I mean, caffeine helps you lose weight. Doesn't mean that caffeine's healthy. I mean, illegal dr- some illegal drugs will make you lose weight. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, what, heroin, cocaine makes you lose weight. It's not healthy. Yeah, amphetamines <laughs> yeah. are. You know, there's not a lot of uh, of overweight meth addicts. Um, but I, there's. Exactly. But also, I mean, that's what that's what those weight loss. That's what fenfen was the weight loss drug. It's what Adderall is. That they're they're all different kinds of amphetamines so th- th- yes that will help you lose drug d- lose weight um, but you to your point there are other consequences associated with it including uh you know it, 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 well with with methamphetamines obviously there's a lot of health consequences with bacon you're still having cured meats which have other consequences associated with them um but also having something deep fried like a, that sizzle on the pan is just you know has a whole bunch of problems with the fat changing properties when it's at higher temperatures it's just 
it's not what I consider healthy, even though it is does qualify as ketogenic. So, um, so talk about that because I, I, I use a lot of olive oil. I use a lot of olive oil in my cooking. Um, but I've, I've heard that when you start to heat olive oil up, you really should cook stuff uh, dry and then add olive oil later or even use coconut oil for the cooking part, MCT or coconut oil, and then you can add olive oil later for, for flavor. Why, talk about how fats change, change their, their, their structure. Right, yes. So over, over a certain temperature, the fats will start to burn and they tra- change into, I don't know the exact, I'm not a scientist, I don't know the exact name of the fat and I could, I think I have the name, but if I say the wrong one, yeah, just I, I'd rather not say. It just the, it turns into a canola oil type, low quality fat when it gets burned up too much. So when possible, you try to cook it as low as possible, so you don't hear that. You know, instead yeah. of setting it to high, set it to five or six, and and see if you can still cook your meal with less of that sizzling. But this is the key part: when you're done cooking those eggs or bacon, or whatever, throw that oil away. The number of people that say to me, "Oh, I cook with coconut oil," and, the, and I say, "Do you keep that oil? You know, in your you know, when, when you put it onto your plate, do you then pour that oil?" And they say, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Save the, you know, throw away the fifty cents worth of twenty-five cents worth of oil. Throw away that oil and put a fresh batch of either coconut oil or olive oil on your on your meat. And mm. I, I buy liquid, liquid coconut oil. I don't do the MCT oil. I do liquid coconut oil. I buy them by the pound. It's on auto subscription." You know, almost every week or two from Amazon, and then I buy like a five, five liter jug of olive oil. So I do end up adding that stuff to a lot of the things that I eat. Yeah, uh, let's talk about. So you know, people are again, people are becoming attracted to this diet for for the weight loss properties. But what you're talking about now is is getting very difficult and feeling very restrictive and and for a lot of people unsustainable. You know, I want to go back you were talking about special occasions and not violating special occasions, not not quote unquote cheating on special occasions because one of the dangers of the ketogenic diet is if you're eating this much fat and you're not in ketosis, it can be really unhealthy. Um so you know, how how help guide people through the uh, how to main how you maintain some level of normalcy sure. in your life. Uh, while also well, being in ketosis. Well, if you if you clear out your cupboards, that's one way to do it. You just I don't really think of it as being restrictive because I have certain foods that I eat and I don't have the temptations in my house. It's really not you know that big of a deal. You get used to it after right. after a month or two. You don't have those cravings for those French fries. Right. And when it comes to those you know special occasions, yeah, my family made a keto vegan cake yesterday that was surprisingly good now yes maybe you change your expectations of what good is you know good is relative <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say but, uh, a keto vegan know, cake sounds terrible <laughs> well you know my my kids who are not they're not keto they are vegan they were like this is great so you know yeah so what would you rather be you know unhealthy and overweight or or not have that you know mouthful explosion experience of you know glucose yeah just just stop eating you know, garbage. And with these, you know, these ketones, these exogenous ketones, going back to that for a second, there's uh, 90, 100 products on Amazon that sell something called ketone salts. They all talk about, you know, weight loss. And some of them even say clinical trials proven to, you know, lose weight. And I say that's all just garbage. And this is why it's the placebo effect. The placebo effect matters. You can do a clinical trial where you give some people, you know, one product and some people, another product, and you can like scientifically prove that they, you know, one group might've lost weight, but bring them into the real world. And it's completely different. You drink these. So some companies use multi-level marketing techniques, um, to, to sell the product and they are tasked to sell their friends with product. What better way to stop you from eating a bag of cookies than selling your friends on how much weight loss you've had. You're going to be less inclined to grab that bag of cookies because you've got 20 people waiting to see how you know low you go on the scale, low you go on the scale, and the lower you go, the more likely they're going to buy uh, this product because they want to be just like you. So is it the the money making property of it that's making you lose weight, or is it really the drink? Right. And many of these drinks will default to caffeinated. Right. Why? Because they want you to feel something. It has so little amount of ketones, and it. it does have some, but so little amount, or they're not bioavailable, which means that 50% of it 
the body just can't see and excretes it. Mm-hmm. And the salt load is massive, two to four grams of salt. So you can't put on your ring fingers and all that stuff. But they load it up with caffeine. So you, again, feel it. And yes, caffeine has been proven to make you, to help you, you know, skip, skip meals. So, you know, is there a proper way to use, you know, exogenous ketones or ketone ester? Yeah, but I kind of rather gravitate towards the, no, don't use it for weight loss because you're going to think of it as a shortcut. Right. Uh, my wife right. even said two years ago, you can't sell this as a weight loss supplement until I lose weight on it. I'm telling you, my wife hasn't lost weight on it. So why do you think you would be able to lose weight right. on it? Um, the one lady got mad at me because she was losing weight. And I said, well, how do you know it's the ketones and not the fact you just paid $5 and you're going to be you know, less likely to grab a bag of cookies five minutes later because you just spent $5 on this you know, miracle drink. She's not like that at all. I, I didn't mean to be rude to her, but those factors matter because we are the placebo. Our mind is 10 times more powerful than what can be shown in a, in, in a, in a clinical trial. Right. So relying on these pills or these other, it, it's just not a good long-term strategy. Short-term, okay, maybe, but wean off of it. Take the exogenous ketones, but slowly see if you can wean off of it. If you're trying to skip breakfast and you know every day, that's 500 calories. And you're using some exogenous ketones, great. But you know, wean off of it after a couple months and seeing if you can get your body just used to not eating breakfast and go all the way to lunch. Mm-hmm. Some people will want to do one meal a day eating. Get them, and you might use some exogenous ketones that kind of help you, you know, get to dinner time. Great. Uh, but then you know, slowly try to wean off of it because it has to be you and your willpower and your and your brain that gets the credit for it. Otherwise. When it goes wrong, you blame the drink. You blame the you blame the pill. And you're going to reach for the cookies because when it goes wrong, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about intermittent fasting and how the ketogenic diet can help with COVID. We'll be right back. Let me ask you this: You talk about skipping meals, and that and and it brings up you know intermittent fasting, which is a daily a daily window that you eat in. Uh, so uh, I I do. Um, I do 18 hours fasted, and then I eat in a six-hour window every day. Uh, how uh, Will that get you into ketosis even if the foods you're eating in your six-hour window are not necessarily ketogenic? Probably a little bit. So an overnight fast and skipping breakfast and you know, uh, getting you all the way to lunchtime, yeah, your body's going to start burning some fat, and your body gets used to using those ketones and you will be used to not being hungry. And that might, I mean, you tell me, that might take a week or two of not being hungry or, or being a little bit hungry, skipping that meals, and then you kind of just get used to it and you just don't think anything of it. You wake up and you may have coffee or not, and then before you know it, it's 1 o'clock and you don't really have the hunger pains. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I've, told, I've also tried to explain to people with weight loss, you know, try to reverse the narrative on the hunger pains. Instead of feeling a hunger pain and running off to cure that problem and, and feeding it, switch the narrative and be like, Oh, wow. Now I've run out of food officially. I made that grumble. I've run out of food officially right now. So now it's starting to work. Now it's starting to my body starting to burn fat and just be excited and be like, wow, great. You know, let's see if I can go an hour. Let's see if I can go two hours. And before you know it, 15, 30 minutes go by and you've forgotten about it. And Oh, wait, I was supposed to be hungry. And now I'm not. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of the ketones kicked in. Right. That is going to help weight loss, just eating less and well, not only eating less junk, but eating less. Yeah. That's where one of the, like the, the real elements of exogenous ketones have helped me when I go into ketosis, right? Because when you are, when you begin to starve your body of glucose, there is, and you talk, we talk about taking two weeks to get into ketosis. Uh, there is a period of time in those two weeks where you, the brain fog when you are hungry yeah. is very real as your body goes, wait, we need, we need glucose. We need glucose. And I have struggled with some of that brain fog and you get, you get decision fatigue. All of that stuff is very real. The nice thing about exogenous ketones is that they give you that moment. They, they, they give you something and, and esters are the fastest. They give you something to get through that brain fog, uh, while also maintaining your meal skipping or, or what have you. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's actually a great way to, to stay on top of intermittent fasting of, of lowering your caloric intake and having your body go for a minute into starvation mode, um, and in a negative way. And then, then eventually it'll kick in where you're getting enough calories. Cause again, that's another thing that I, I, well, you're getting enough calories. 
right? You're getting enough uh, intake of uh, f- to to fuel your body, but you're not getting enough glucose for that to for for that glucose system to be working. So all of a sudden, your body goes even though you're getting enough calories, it goes into starvation mode, and this will help cover that. The other thing I want to mention real fast is calories in, calories out, uh, relative to the to the ketogenic diet, right? So, so everybody will tell you, every nutritionist will say that calories in versus if, if calories in is less than calories out, you'll lose weight. If calories in is above calories out, you'll gain weight. So, is that true for the ketogenic diet too, Frank? Well, I yeah, I don't agree with that assessment. I think when you eat a whole bunch of sugar, your blood sugar spikes in a different manner, and and glucose is stored as fat as opposed to, you know, eating uh, a ketogenic meal, you still will have a blood sugar rise, but not nearly as much. So I don't agree with that. But one thing with the ketogenic diet is that the food is much more dense, 30, 40% more dense. So if you're used to eating a certain plate full of food, you have to be prepared to actually have uh, a smaller plate of food because it's just more dense calories. So that is one of the problems that people have if they are used to having a certain amount of time to eat food or a certain size of quantity of food, that can be a problem. They can eat more calories, but real fast with your ketogenic flu that you were talking about, I've got a couple of tips for that. We technically also tell people unless they're being uh, trained by a ketogenic coach to walk them through this, we actually don't recommend first timers do the ketogenic diet with the ketone ester. And the reason is 80% of people fail doing the ketogenic diet the first time. And what do they do? 100% of them will blame ketone because it didn't do it for them. <laughs> the mm-hmm. drink didn't work for them. So that's a, a problem that, that we have. When I hear someone says, oh, I've done ketogenic diet three or four times. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Then yes. So the ketogenic diet, when you first start off, you have this massive water weight loss. But with that goes many, many grams of salt. And when people say, oh yeah, I added more salt to my eggs. I said, no, 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 you don't understand did you unscrew the top of your salt container? Cause that's the amount of salt that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. My wife, when she first did the ketogenic diet was on the bed, eyes, you know, burning heart racing headache and just in a fetal position saying, what have you done to me? And I'm like, you know, we're just, we're biohacking, mm-hmm. you know, this idea of, you know, experimenting on your body. She's like, well, stop experimenting on me. I called <laughs> some experts, gave her, gave her 25 salt pills within 15 minutes. She was walking around. And, but it, we've seen other people more serious, a 92 year old lady, the doctor says in passing to do the ketogenic diet. Two days later, she's in the hospital. And I was like, oh, I can tell you what it was. She said, how can you tell me why I was in the hospital when it took the Harvard doctors two hours to figure it out? I said, it was low sodium. She's like, yeah, how'd you know? It's like, yeah, because the doctor left off this detail of massive sodium loss that she had to be rushed to the hospital. They never asked her in her interview, have you changed your diet? And ketogenic diet never came up, so they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her until you know they did the right test and saw that the sodium levels were really low. So ketogenic flu, I think 80% of it is the salt problem, yeah. which is why people buy these things called ketone salts. It's where the ketone itself is too acidic, so to neutralize it, they add a bunch of salt. Right. But in the process, they have to add too much salt, just massive, you know, two to four grams. Anyhow, people take these for the first two weeks entering into a ketogenic diet and they're like, oh, you know, I feel great. I didn't have the keto flu. And they think that it's the ketones in the drink. No, it's the salt. You could save a whole bunch of money, buy some salt pills and and get your salt content up. Right. But then the second problem is when the the brain uh, is lacking a fuel source, the glucose is down and the ketones haven't gone up yet. So, yeah, you will get some brain fog, which is partly from salt, but partly from the fact that the ketones haven't gone up yet. But one trick that I heard from Ryan Lowry is if you're physically fit and able to do a 30 second sprint when you're starting your ketogenic diet. And what that does is like an all out sprint on a bicycle or whatnot will just quickly zap that glycogen store, that glucose storage that normally can take days or weeks to burn up. If you do a full out sprint, you can burn it up real quickly, sending a signal to your body. Well, I better start making the emergency fuel right now. Oh, wow. So that's one way to do it. Another way is to start off with a 24 hour fast. Yeah, it'll be hard, but 24 hours of, of no food will really start cranking your ketones back up. So you have one day of uncomfortableness, maybe do it on a weekend, a non-work day, and then, you know, enter into ketogenic diet that way, as opposed to some experts online, I saw a seminar. They said, 
Well, we suggest a slow transition for 30 days, slowly switching over fuels. I'm like, why would you want to do that? And I mean, I'm sitting next to another, you know, another keto guy. And and we both looked at each other like, why are they suggesting that to a room full of people? So there's so many different opinions. It's, It's really difficult to weed through all the different opinions on, you know, different ways to do it. Um, but yes, you could use exogenous ketones, uh, while transitioning into a ketogenic diet. Um, but many people will also keep the ketones afterward, not for the weight loss, but more for the, you know, it's a food source, just right. extra energy for your brain, uh, for fuel before the workout for uh, recovery after the workout, there's, you know, endless uses of it besides, you know, weight loss. Yeah. I mean, I, I have played, I, I have played very competitive basketball out of ketosis and then played it in ketosis. And, uh, you absolutely get that energy boost, not the sort of what we were talking about before the, the false caffeine energy boost, but a real sustained, uh, cellular level energy boost from, from being deep in ketosis while exercising. So I've, I've absolutely, well, they call that. it the flow state, right? They call it, right. You know, some people call it the flow state, you uh-huh. know, that slow motion. Some people have experienced what they call time dilation. So we have some tennis players where the ball seems five miles per hour slower. That's your body being able, your mind being able to react faster. And we had one clinical trial using our product that we supplied for soccer's sprinters. And it doesn't work as well for sprinting, but they were doing many, many intervals. So I thought it might, um, I thought it might work for them. And what they did was they tested them on an iPad afterward, uh, after each of the sprints. And they found that the, the group that was using the ketone esters was equally as sharp at the end of the, you know, vomit inducing sprinting type mm-hmm. of workout, not vomiting because of ketones, but just because they're sprinting to the right, 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 right. Um, they were equally as sharp at the end as they were at the beginning. Yeah. So we're talking fourth quarter quarterback being as sharp as the beginning of the first quarter, maybe 10 minutes in after you've warmed up. And once people realize that, I mean, basketball, fourth quarter athletes, their brain is what's going, you know, faster than their muscles. Right. They're, you know, just their, how sharp their mind is. And if your mind can be as sharp at the end as it is at the beginning, you know, once people figure that out, that out again, it's going to be as common as, as sugar drinks. Yeah. But it just takes a while for people to, you know, figure that out and enough papers and scientific reports. And, and we don't, we don't pay any professional athletes right now. Maybe one day we will, but right now we tell the athletes, no, we're helping you get from fifth place to second place or first place nationwide. We're not going to you know, give you this drink and hold it up as a prop. We actually, it actually can help your performance. Yeah. So that's what we've been focusing on instead of paying athletes to hold up a Sprite can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing, yes. And, and, and having experienced it, I, I can absolutely, I mean, this honestly, this conversation is rejuvenating my desire to not just do intermittent fasting, but to uh, really be focused on staying in ketosis all the time because I have been, I've been lax, especially in, in quarantine where I, you know, I, you just reach for the foods that are comforting and, and honestly, the ketogenic foods are not as comforting, but this, this is redoubling. It's reminding me of how high my performance is when I am, when I am in ketosis. And so I'm, I'm a big but fan. If you need, if you need comfort, if you need comfort food, get those peeling nuts. I tell you, they, they feel, they feel to me like eating the cake. So oh, wow. it's not going to let me make you lose, lose weight. They're not going to make you lose weight, but well, unless they curb your hunger, you know, they could be part of a ketogenic diet to lose weight, but they are so yummy that you're not eating for fuel. You're eating for just comfort and they out. melt in your mouth. I, I'm just addicted to them. I actually gave, uh, I got a few that were one or two months. I, I had 500 that were a couple months away from expiring. So I gave them all for free to each one of the customers that bought on our website. And that's how much I'm you know, obsessed with them. My kids will have a handful of them. I'm like, that's two dollars worth. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> go, go have some macadamia nuts. Go have some cashew nuts. You don't yeah. appreciate what this is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even my two year olds will eat them. They're so soft that you, you know, you don't worry. I don't worry about, uh, you know, choking on the nuts because they're like like butter, like little butter sticks. Oh wow, they're, they're awesome. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, Frank, I've kept you for a very long time, Frank Yosa. Link to uh, to his website and the um, uh, and the and where to get ketone aid in the sh- in the show notes. If you would like to try being in ketosis, if you would like to experience that feeling very quickly, uh, you can you can try ketone aid to see if if it's if it's the right fit for you. 
Uh, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big fan, big fan of you personally, but also a big fan of, of the, of the whole product and the whole system. So, um, can, uh, Frank, can I give you a real quick thing about COVID with, with ketosis? Oh yeah. Like, I no want to talk about, about that. We didn't even talk about yeah, the immune, the, immune stuff. Talking, well, just, just, you know, we're not even talking about exogenous keto, ketones, but endogenous ketosis, your body making it. There's a, a few papers that have come out now talking about how, uh, ketones might help fuel the system in a different way when trying to fight COVID. And there's two clinical trials. One was proposed by John Hopkins to put people that are on a ventilator on a ketogenic diet, because there's some studies from 20 years ago saying that ketogenic diet uh, through a feeding tube got people off of ventilators 50% faster. So why aren't we trying this, you know, for people in COVID? And there was a, a group in Italy that actually did a very similar trial and actually got it completed and they're about to get the results out and it's it's very favorable so no everyone's looking at all these you know uh, uh, vaccines or drugs and medicines and your body might actually have its own treatment system but when you give someone who's on a ventilator uh glucose like a packet of glucose or an, a bottle of insure you know how do we know that that where's the clinical trial showing that insure is the best you know food to be given someone, you know, in an ICU. Right. So now they're challenging this, these default, you know, high glucose default foods and getting some results. So it's very early, but very promising that, that ketones, this emergency fuel might be the emergency fuel that can, you know, help people. Well, so that's, that's interesting. It's, Cause it's really exciting. Cause sugar really is, um, it really is, Inflammation, right? I mean, it, you inflammation. Know. Exactly. You can't breathe. These keto, these COVID people can't breathe. Right. But what are you going to do? You're going to give them something that is just a pile full of inflammation. Right. You're going to give them these juice cups at the hospital with, you know, with fruit and the syrup and and all this maple syrup, pancakes, mm-hmm. and then you, you you wonder why they're worse off. So why can't someone stick their head out and challenge? that maybe maple syrup on pancakes isn't the best thing for a COVID person. Let's try yeah. something different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so doctors are starting to see results. And if anyone's out there that's, you know, in that field and it, and it makes you go, hmm, I wonder. And even first responders, if they switch to keto, I would love to see a study where first responders, you know, 10,000 first responders switch to keto and 10,000 don't in the same hospital. And, you know, see what happens. See if fewer people get it or fewer people get symptoms from it. Uh, that'd be, you know, that'd be brilliant. Well, what you know, and the the other thing you 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 have there is uh, people who are, first responders generally work uh, ten or twelve hour shifts, um, and and a, a twelve hour shift by the end of it, you know, they've they've shown a lot of, uh, they've even done it with judges, where uh, after meals versus going right before a meal, how their judgment is different and how they're much more likely to give harsher sentences before before lunch than they are directly after lunch. Um, and, oh, wow. and, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with our blood sugar cycles. So if you think if, if, if I, you know, my, my experience with keto is that I, uh, have this indefatigable, uh, energy where, where, you know, by the end of the day, I'm tired, but it, I don't feel the decision fatigue that I normally feel at the end of the day. I sort of feel, um, ready to rest. It's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different way that my body communicates with me. Um, but I don't feel like my my brain is firing less effectively by the end of the day, versus when I'm when I'm on a, a glucose diet, I definitely feel shifts in the way that my brain works based on where I am in the glucose cycle. So um, I yeah, would so love they to call see that it. sundowning. Yeah, they call that sundowning as a three, four, five o'clock effect, and that's how my, my cousin he he emailed a thousand of his friends saying he lost weight with the ketogenic drink. And I'm like, yeah, but you also got back back into marathon training. So here I am saying, you know, stop telling your friends that you're doing it for weight loss. Cause what do they do? They take the drink, they do no change in their diet whatsoever. And then they think that it you know, ma- will magically work. But the way that he used it was he was eating, he was skipping breakfast already. And then at lunchtime, he would have all of his productivity in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then after lunchtime, he wouldn't schedule any meetings because he just was, super hungry would eat and then would just be dumb for the next half of the day he started taking a tiny amount of the ketone ester and skipped lunch so then he never had that crash yeah. and then was would be able to go all the way to dinner time and be as sharp in the morning as in the afternoon so he doubled his productivity yeah he lost weight but that's also because he's marathon training and skipped lunch not because right. the drink did it right, for him right, but right. the sharpness is what he got it for that sundowning 
but back to the first responders, we donated, I think it was $1,000 worth of ketonester to first responders for that exact reason for people that were you know, staying up 12, 14 hours. That's a great way to use it to keep your brain sharp towards the end of those long, you know, those long days. Yeah. That, that's a perfect example of, of keeping your brain you know, in tune for so long. It's amazing. Uh, it's like I said, this is really, this is really giving me a lot of encouragement to, to push back on back into ketosis. Uh, Frank, if people want to follow up with you, where can they follow up with you? You can email me directly, uh, Frank at ketonaid.com and our website ketonaid. And we have a Facebook discussion group as well. So at the top, it says community, see a whole bunch of people talking about when it does work and when it doesn't work. And because we're still all doing a little bit of biohacking until the clinical trials, catch up five or 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So everyone's trying to figure out what works for them. So, so biohacking just for anybody who's, who's not hip to that world. Uh, if you don't, if you don't listen to the Tim Ferriss show, you maybe you're not familiar with it. That's a, that's where you self experiment to see what works for you without having necessarily the, um, the empirical scientifically reviewed evidence behind what you're using an, uh, a, a, a supplement for. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot of people that are super into it. I'm super into it. Frank, I know you're into it, so that's uh, it is definitely um, it's a it's a fun way to go. Uh, so I'll put a link to your website uh, and to your um, to the Facebook discussion group and to and put your email address in the show notes for people to follow up with you. One last thing, and I ask it to everybody: What is one thing we can all start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? Stop eating junk. I mean, yeah, it's as simple as that, right? You, you stop. It really, it really is. Yeah. All right, Frank, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. All right, thank you. That's it for our show today. Once again, I want to say thank you to Frank Yosef for being a part of the show. If you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a lot. Also, if you're somebody that you know has been considering the ketogenic diet or has any, any bits of the show, please share this with them. If you share with a friend, it doubles our listenership, which helps us to continue to get great guests and to interview them. Uh, also, follow up with John, facebook.com slash John Tesh, at John Tesh on Twitter, at John Tesh underscore IFYL on, on Instagram. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at facebook.com slash Gib Gerard, at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. I try to respond to every message and mention about the show, including some guests that have been recommended. If you guys have a guest that you recommend, please let me know. I would love to talk to him or her. It makes a big difference because I do the show for you guys. So... Thank you so much for listening.